Welcome, welcome everyone to the Chill Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner, and this is our season two premiere episode. And boy, are you going to be excited. I have brought in a monster of a special guest today. She's not only a former professional wrestler, she's a fashion designer, fitness professional, model, actress, and now ultra runner. That's right. She can do it all. She reigns supreme. Let's get into it with my next guest, Natalie Eva Marie. Well, help me turn the turn in. Well, help me get it right. I don't want to hurt nobody. Well, I don't want to fight. Well, offer me the peace of mind. And let me I mean, dang, <laughs> talk about intro. Like, can I just, I'm going to just save that and, uh, you know, put it out with anything that I did. That was awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. I might have uh, slammed uh, a rain energy drink right before we did this. So oh, I'm, perfect. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more energetic than, than I probably could be. So. <laughs> <laughs> so if I start rambling on and going off the rails, A, it's, it's normal, but B, just stop me. <laughs> I got you. That's what, I'm, on, I'm on a half a can right now. So I'm with you. There you go. Well, I'm excited for you to be here and I, I appreciate you joining me today because uh, as we'll get into, you just did your first ultra race back last year, late 2020. Uh, but I, I want to kind of get into a little bit of your background as to you know where where you made that decision, and how you got into it. So before you got into WWE, what uh, what was your athletic background uh, before all that started? Yeah, <clears throat> um, just to kind of uh, give a touch on kind of my little backstory for every, all of your listeners. It's you know I'm the youngest of all boys. So um, Mexican Italian household. So right out the gate, um, super competitive, super loud family. Uh, my, my, I wanted to immediately do every single sport that all my brothers were doing. And I wanted to beat them throughout kind of growing up. Uh, I would say probably freshman year of high school is really when I like narrowed into soccer. That was kind of like where I started to go ahead and play competitively. I made varsity freshman year and then it just kind of took off for me there. I just really enjoyed now looking back, you know, I'm really grateful for playing sports because of the team, the camaraderie, being able to be a part of something, but also the discipline to show up for your other teammates. You know, there, mm. it's not a one person show. It's a, a full team effort into winning this game, winning this championship, winning this tournament, etc. So going through high school, playing that, and then into college, I've just always been an athlete. I just really have enjoyed, I needed that outlet always because I didn't realize that until it kind of was taken away from me. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, I missed that not only the the team, but also what all you get when you work out, whether it's in the gym, lifting weights, out running on the soccer field. And so after college, jumping into, I finished with a business degree, but I was not ready to go into the so-called like business world. And it's funny because my dad would always say, when are you going to get a real job? You know, because <laughs> um, I moved, I finished at Cal State Fullerton and then I moved to Los Angeles and just started to dabble in modeling and acting. And so I kind of wanted to just test it out because I was young. I had graduated. So thank God I got my degree. And from there, that's when I got WWE. They don't do it anymore, but what they do is <clears throat> it's called a diva search. So they would travel to all of the large cities and basically it's a cattle call. They're looking for their next diva. So uh, all of a sudden I go to this open audition. And when I walk in, I'm like, 
holy smoke this is like back in the day because i had bunk <clears throat> i shared a room with one of my brothers and we had bunk beds so having forts wrestling um dropping an elbow doing the whole thing when i walked in <clears throat> i was like whoa it totally nostalgia brought me way <laughs> back to like the whole Colgan era and i'm like wow if i can get this job this is really my dream job because not only do you have to handle all the physicality that is required inside the ring, but you have that competitiveness. You also have the discipline because you're on the road 290 days out of the year. So they're the baddest athletes on the planet for sure. Uh, You get to travel the world. And then uh, on top of that, you get to work on your craft, which is whatever character you're trying to create and then perform on live television. So it had just all of these components that I wanted to do right place, right time. It just kind of launched me into WWE. And from there, that's how I kind of got my start in my career. And then also at that same time, they're filming a reality show called Total Divas, right time, right place. (laughs) They wanted some like new fresh meat that had no idea about the business, didn't know how to wrestle all of those components. And uh, that's kind of how I started my launch into entertainment. Wow. So you, if if I'm not mistaken, 2017, right? Was that when you uh, left the wrestling, right? Yes. That's when I left. That's when I got my first movie. Um, Everybody can watch it on Netflix. It's called Inconceivable. It's with Nicolas Cage, Faye Dunaway, Gina Gershon, and Nikki Whelan. Um, And that was my first film. So I absolutely, WWE, Hands down, not only are they the baddest athletes on the planet, but I owe my career to, you know, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon and uh, Triple H because they took a chance on a no name kid, gave me an opportunity and then also allowed me to step away and film my first film. I wouldn't even be in this situation being able to talk to you if it wasn't for them rolling the dice on me. So, yeah, 2017 is when I did my first film. And then from there, I was able to kind of put together some, some films behind, uh, (laughs) under my belt and then, uh, you know, continue on opening up some businesses as well. Yeah. So we're going to, let's, let's fast forward to 2020, right? Everybody's favorite year. Yeah. (laughs) Let me ask this first before we get into your decision to do it. Like what was, what was your 2020 like as far as doing a lot of your businesses and you're you're keeping up with your fitness and all that stuff. I mean, because it it, it amazes me to hear like how people pivoted and made the change to, to benefit them, you know, to maximize their, their efforts. So what what was, what was your 2020 like? So I think for me, I'm also really fortunate because my husband is not only is he, I think, I mean, he's brilliant, but when I met him, you know, he is a big nerd. He's a nerdy, Um, but he also (laughs) is, uh, he has an MBA in business. So he's always known that I've like had this entrepreneurship spirit. So even when I was in WWE, I would always throw out ideas of things that I wanted to do. And one of those was having my online fitness program, which is at natalievemarie.com. And then also a fashion line so that I could do, whether it's clothes, sunglasses, anything that I like, I want to be able to create and then also give to um, my followers as well. So basically I have the ideas and he makes that happen, right? So (laughs) I'm the face that runs the place. And then he makes it kind of, uh, you know, he's able to start everything up for me and, or for us. And I'm really lucky because we had started both those businesses in 2018, or I think NEM fashion, uh, started in 2016. And then, um, it's online. Both of them are e-commerce. And so in 2020, I'm circling it back 
around in 2020, I really was able to hone in on natalieevemarie.com, which is my fitness site. Everyone's stuck at home, right? Everybody needs outlet. Everybody needs, if anything, 2020 health is wealth. I mean, I, I cannot stress that enough. Anybody that has watched my journey or watched anything of total divas and have seen like kind of my family with their health and my dad and, and things of that nature, you can't do anything if you don't have your health. Like it's just, you can't, it's priceless. Right. So in 2020 I have, um, and they're still on my, on my website right now, I have an ebook where it's just strictly body weight. You are able to go ahead, purchase and be done with it. So you're not like having to log in and see what's going on. And it's just for anybody that wants something really, really simple. So that way you can go in, you could do body weight workouts every single day, anywhere in your room, in your backyard, in your garage, in your office, wherever you have a little bit of space, I got you. So that's really where in 2020, I was able to kind of not be doing a million other things and really focus on, on that. Thank goodness for it being online because then I'm able to distribute and give to people that are in New York, in other countries and, and help their fitness journey out because Lord, we all needed it. (laughs) Well, you know, that's, it's cool that it was body weight because as much as people were stuck at home and creating their own, you know, garage gyms, right. You couldn't find uh, a piece of fitness equipment to save your life. Right. It was, it was was crazy. I ordered a, I luckily for me, I was transforming my garage already before everything shut down, but I still had to order a few products and I ordered in April. I didn't get them until literally uh, about a month ago. Wow. So So that's how backed up some of that stuff was. And I, I, I'm lucky that I was in the position I was, and I can't, I have friends and family that were like, Oh yeah, I, I don't really have that space. I don't have the weights and everything else. So it's, it's nice to see that there was some, that you provided some options for the body weight stuff. So for sure, because body weight is, is killer. Like I always say, you know, it's like, don't sleep on body weight movements. I mean, just doing a burpee, Go ahead and do 100 burpees for time. That'll really though. Nobody really wants to do burpees. Exactly, (laughs) and and that's the thing. Nobody really wants to do any of like the work that really is like ouch, you know. But then we have other programs as well. So like, because some people don't have you know the big rack weights, so we just have Mm -hmm. dumbbells only. So it's just like little things that people can do if they were able to purchase like a set of dumbbells or resistance bands, something like that. So we were able to kind of make different progressions on my website as well for people that had either nothing at all, or if they had a little bit of of equipment or if their gyms were kind of open, you know, so it was like really important to incorporate that for depending on your fitness level also. So when it comes to 2020 and your decision to start looking at a running race, Mm -hmm. Was it was ultra the first thing that you thought of? It's like uh, I, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. Or do you, as as everybody, like you kind of look at you know dabbling just a little bit and not jumping yeah, totally. full body into the water, right? Right. So what's uh? What was your thought? So it's kind of crazy because I started really like getting into the running, possibly of a race, probably in 2018. I'm sure your uh, listeners know of. Cameron Haynes, David Goggins, right? So I was started following, um, I heard Cameron Haynes and David Goggins both on Joe Rogan's podcast. And then I had started following Cam Haynes, maybe in, maybe in like 2017, definitely in 2018. But anyways, I would basically see 
dude, this guy's a savage. Not only is he working like a normal eight to five job, he's running a marathon a day. He's out there just slaying beasts. Right. Um, as well as being married and having kids. So I'm like, damn, this dude is the real deal. Um, and then David Goggins, another one. I love our military. Anybody that serves is like, you know, I come from a military family, my dad, Marine, and then uh, my brother-in-law is currently in the army. Then hearing David Goggins story and just seeing what a savage he is. I was like, I need to lace up my shoes. Let me see. Like I have never, I'm like, let me see what I got. Right. So I had, I had actually told my husband, I was like, I think I'm going to go for a half a marathon. And I made that decision in 2019. And then a kind of, you know, but I was just nothing that I put out on social media or anything like that, you know, and this is where social media, because I know a lot of people talk negatively about social media, but on the, there's so much positive too, because yeah. I was able to connect with campaigns. I started running four miles. Oh my God. I was so blown away. I was like, how did I play soccer? That's a 90 minute sport. Like all we did was run. Um, this is insane. I hate running. This sucks. Like it's four miles and I'm an athlete. So I was like, I either need to talk about taking a piece of humble pie, like real quick. It's just a whole different ballgame. So I said I was going to do a half a marathon and the half a marathon was going to be, uh, I think at the end of 2019, but I still hadn't really announced it publicly because I was basically, um, I don't want to, I don't want to swear in your podcast. Go for it. Uh, speak open. <laughs> basically, basically, I was just being a little bitch because that way, that way, just in case I like, in a sense, bitched out, then like, it would be okay. Nobody would hold me accountable and I would just be on my merry way. Yep. And then my college roommate, uh, Jessica hit me up on the tail end of 2019 because her brother, Hector, he was running in a virtual race of the last man standing. And so she basically was like, yo, check this out. So I clicked this link and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? It was just like a bunch of, you know, obviously screens kind of like Zoom, and everyone was running. And basically last man standing is whoever is the last one yep. that is, you know, there. And I'm like, dang, this is crazy. So it definitely lit a little fire where I'm like, okay, first of all, why am I going for a half a marathon? <laughs> like what? Um, I, uh, that was, I think that was in 2019 or 20. I get I get confused because in 2020 he ran the Moab. Yeah, 2019 he did the uh, and Hector will text me after this is over with and he'll correct me on it if I'm wrong. But 2019 uh, was his last man standing. Okay, so that's yep. right. Yep, yeah, yeah. and then he ran the Moab in 220. Uh, yeah. 2020. 2020. Oh, yeah. So then I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Okay, yep. so my timeline is good. I was actually away on a job while he was running the Moab. So I'm texting along with Jessica. And mind you, Jessica, college roommate, she was in my wedding. Like we have a lot of history. So we're keeping up to date. And it was like really cool because you could follow along online yeah. and see like how far they're gone. And I'm just like, oh my God, like let's fucking go. Like let's go, <laughs> make it, let's go. Like this is savage. This is sick. I was getting fired up. So I was starting running and I was just like, oh, Hector, sending out some miles to you, just trying to give like any type of good positive energy. I know that I love that. So whether or not he could could have seen it or whatever, um, that definitely lit a fire too. And then we all linked up, me, Jessica, and Hector. And then they basically were like, what's up? And I was like, well, I think I'm going to go for a 50K. And they're like, all right, that's what I'm talking about. So then right. that's where it kind of started at the end of 2020 because we ran and they ran it with me. So 
And what's crazy about it is all of a sudden it literally was zero to a hundred. And that's kind of how I am. If I, it's like <laughs> all of a sudden, if I make a decision and I make my mind up, then I'm doing it. And it could be like in a blink of an eye. So you're making the decision to do the the 50 K what, what's this time frame right now? Is this like directly right after the last man standing and, and you uh, met up with no. them? So I, I guess the question should be how long, uh, when you made the decision to, what was your, what was your prep work? Like, how, so what was your thing? That's why my husband says, I'm so, I have something wrong because all of the, all the time, like I've always, I always am working out. I have a online fitness program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I work out for multiple reasons. Um, obviously I want to stay in shape, but it does something for me mentally. You know, it's, it's, I'm a, I'm a happier person when I'm working out because it just is a lot better for everybody around me. I'm a better, <laughs> I'm a better businesswoman. I'm a better friend, better, uh, sister, wife, you name it. So I made the decision. Hector ran, I believe the Moab, it was in October of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then I started running. I increased my miles, my daily miles. So I started and I hadn't set a, I hadn't set like set a date or anything like that quite yet. Okay. So October, November, I increased my miles in November, my daily mileage. And then finally I sacked it up in, uh, I believe December and signed up for a race. So I really only had, I think it was five weeks, five weeks before my first race. Damn it. And I would never, <laughs> I, would you. Never, I would never suggest that because I really, <laughs> I really think it's one of those things that I didn't realize what I was getting myself into because I did a lot of my running on just road street. Okay. So talk about, I, so I signed up for the race, right? And my husband bless his heart because I always have these ideas and he's just like, okay, sure. Go ahead. Like, he's not going to go running with me. You know, he's like, if you want to go do that, go do that. I will support you, but, um, we shall see. I signed up for my race. I got the confirmation, everything good to go. Boom. All of a sudden Hector signed up for it too. Then boom, Jessica signed up for it too. So then I felt really like, okay, I could do this. I could do this because so many things go through your mind that like, even just figuring out the trail, like those little things that they tie on those branches. I'm like, can you guys, can you map that out a little bigger for me? Come That's, on yeah. uh-huh. that right there. Um, so the fact that I was running with both of them was really nice because it relieves a little bit of pressure in the sense of their season. They've done a ton yeah. of races and I show up <laughs> It's so wild because looking back, I'm like, dude, I'm so crazy because I didn't consider like elevation. I knew elevation was going to be an issue, but I didn't realize how much it smokes you and how different dirt rock so, uh, single trail. So yeah, so let me let's take a step back just yeah. one second, yeah. and because you were talking about how you're doing a lot of your training on the road, yes. right? And I've had I've had guests on here before that, and we talk about this all the time. It's like when you're used to running on the road and you step onto the trail, a your your time is always going to be slower. Totally. B the hills are going to kick your ass. Oh and, my god. And if you're not used to that, if you're not used to, um, you know, it's, the, it's not only the dirt, but it's also the rocks that you're stepping on and uneven going around. Pavement, uneven or uneven pavement. ground. Yeah. How many times did you actually get a chance to go out and do a, a dirt yep. training run? Yeah. Two. And those two were times. both, those were both with Hector and Jessica. Those were the okay. only two times <laughs> that I ever did a trail. Right. It's funny because it's like, you're an idiot. Like you're so like totally, totally, you're silly. I, 
I'd like to say I'm laughing with you, not at you at this point. Right. So, so my husband is so funny because he didn't let me know until after I finished how cuckoo I was because he definitely is way more um, adverse when it comes to that type of physicality because uh, he's very much into fitness himself mm -hmm. and he knew, and he's done marathons and he's done like Spartan races and stuff like that. So the fact that, I only got two trails under my belt. He was like, you're in, you know, he didn't tell me because he knows like it would play in my head, yeah. but it definitely, I wouldn't recommend that. But then part of me <laughs> thinks like it kind of worked in my favor because I didn't, I wasn't psyching myself out because I didn't know, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Sometimes being naive to a situation is kind of can play into your, your factor. You know, it plays into a benefit because you don't really psych yourself out in some Exactly. Degree. Like I knew it was going right? to be difficult. I had only run my longest run leading up to the race. I got 26 miles under my belt. So I went and banged out 26 miles, felt pretty good. But my issue, because I have such a sensitive stomach, is always like the, the nutrition. And that, that still is definitely going to be playing into a factor for future because I definitely feel like I, I got the bug because I think I enjoyed it probably too much, even though I'm not going to lie. My last, my last two miles... I felt like I was like crying, but like I wasn't crying, but I was like crying in the sense of like you would you would go over a bend and then it would be uh, it was like not finishing. It was not <laughs> yeah, exactly. ending. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, false summits. I tell yes. you. <laughs> so I was like and I knew it was because we hit our last aid station and I was like, cool, we're doing this. We are doing we're finishing. We're finishing. And then we would round it. And I'm like, I don't think we're finishing. Like, when is, <laughs> where is the finish line? So um, the last, I think, three miles definitely hurt. Uh, I mean, the whole thing hurt. I'm not going to yeah. lie. So, so what rate? So what, this was, uh, it, this was, was uh, the cold, the, it was the cold water rumble? Cold water rumble, 50K okay. in Arizona. Arizona okay. yep. January 16th of this year. Let's let's step into your arriving on site, mm -hmm. right? And so first time ever ever doing doing a race all yeah. together, right? Not only just a fifty k, doing a race all together. Totally. So tell me as you're getting and there's a huge difference. I'm not gonna. I'm definitely not gonna compare uh, going into the wrestling ring for the very first time and sure. doing an ultra race for the first time because it's completely different, sure. right? But there's got to be some of that same type of nerve, like as sure. this what the hell am I getting myself into mentality, right? Oh. But also at the same time, you're getting psyched up for it. As you as you get checked in, like what are some of the things going through your mind before you step to that, that start line? I'm like, holy shit, am I really doing this? Like this is happening. <laughs> like this is like there's this big old banner start, you know, everyone has their, I've never even pinned a number before. So Jessica was like helping me pin my number on my leg. <laughs> um, and I come from a really competitive family. So they're of course asking like my brothers all, I'm like, first of all, you guys aren't even out here. So bye. Like don't, they're trying to say like, when are you, what time are you going to finish trying to basically have me in my head that I'm going to just like, like you said, my miles on the road are significantly uh -huh different than miles on dirt like i don't it, they don't compute like i'm so much slower on a hill <laughs> oh, and yeah. on dirt road like that is definitely a big uh big difference but going through my mind is like okay am i do i have everything like in my pack um and that was a, that was a total crazy adjustment too i've never run with a backpack on or a little yeah. water pack hydration uh -huh. pack 
So obviously like leading up to it, that's what I started to train in. And at first I was like, this is weird, but now it's like second nature. It's a little bit of an adjustment when you first do it, right? Because you got this like a little bit extra weight on there. So you got to kind of adjust for that, right? And Yeah. um, Yeah. So I totally understand where you're coming from on that. And then as far as like how much, because you're, you said nutrition is, you're kind of sensitive to some of the nutrition. Did you get, uh, were you packed up a lot with nutrition on your own? Because you didn't want to deal with a lot of the aid station stuff. Like, so that's what's crazy. I didn't really eat anything at the aid stations and I only, which is like obviously not good either. Mm-hmm. And I won't do that for my next one, but I did have, um, I had the, the honey, honey, honey stinger. stinger. Yeah. yeah. And I had a couple packs of those, but it was super. One of those things like, cause once your stomach hurts, you're out. Like for me, yeah. I'm out. Like it killed. Like when I ran my 26 on the road, um, I don't know what happened. I think I took, I drank too much too fast when at one p- particular time. So I think I had so much air in my stomach that for my last eight miles of the 26 leading into my training, I had a walk, which was brutal. I remember like actually crying on that one because I was so mad at myself because I was so thirsty and like, I just chugged so much water. Like it was just silly. My husband was like, what are you doing? Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you chug 20 ounces? Like, that's so dumb, but learning, you know, that's why like you train and that's why you go out and you trial and error and you figure it out. So I definitely won't make that mistake again. So I didn't really have anything on the aid at the aid stations, except for I had a little bit of Coke Mm-hmm. for the sugar boost and what was blowing my mind was like jessica and hector were eating like full on a meal like a full on meal where <laughs> oh, yeah. i'm like dude what yeah, if, if the if the aid station is done right they'll they'll put a full entire meal out there for you it's great it's crazy. the aid stations are amazing i'm like what is this is insane <laughs> no joke it's like a buffet you know it is totally. <laughs> like people were coming in and they're they're eating and drinking it was just like incredible uh but i didn't really touch too much i would have like a little bit of fruit or uh, like I said, like the the Coke, then whatever I packed, which was basically the honey stinger. I had a gel and some jelly beans and that was it. So at the, um, so at the start, I assume, cause Air, I, I know I'm familiar with a lot of the Air Viper races where I'm, I think they were probably doing like staggered starts of like yeah. 25, 30 people, something like that. Yeah. So I assume you also ran with Jessica and Hector the entire time. Mm-hmm. The energy that he brings and, and yeah, it's just like, God, I feel like he would be somebody that when you're running next to him, music would out of nowhere, just kind of start playing just, oh, to, get, sure. just, to, just to get you pumped up. <laughs> oh, de- definitely. And that's why I think definitely for me, like running with them too was such a help because, and I brought my headphones thinking that I was, cause when I run, I'll oh. listen to, I'll listen to a lot of podcasts. I'll, uh, sometimes I'll listen to music, um, depending on my mood. But I do like to listen to or, uh, books because the time will go by faster because I'm like listening mm-hmm. to like what's really going on, you know, and I brought my headphones. I didn't listen to one thing. I didn't listen to wow. a thing. That's- I literally, it was crazy because That's- Hector and Jessica, they were they had they had theirs on and they were like, you know, in their zone. We talked a lot, but I also was so focused and I didn't want to roll an ankle. I didn't want, I wanted to pay attention because like you said, the trail is a damn beast. If you just do road, like not alone. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things. So when we're, when I'm doing my races and we get like newbie trail runners, first time doing a trail race, I, I, that's one of the things that I tell them is like, Hey, if you're, if you're new to the sport, 
Mm-hmm. Do not wear your music. A, because you, you got to be ah. focused on what's coming up, right? right? You also, in some of the trails, like it gets to be single track and people want to pass by you. Totally. Right? And you don't know if you've got your music blaring or you're listening to a podcast or whatever it is, you can't hear somebody trying to get yep. by you. One, it puts them in a little bit of, you know, insecurity and then it, you don't know what's going on around you. So I always tell people like, hey, if you're new, I, I'm sorry, you're used to playing your music or listening to something. Take it out. Don't listen. Totally. Keep one. Keep one out. I don't. I don't know what it is, but that's that's typically what I ch- tell everybody who's a newbie when it comes to trail running. Because you just you have to you have to be a lot more focused when it comes to those trails versus just going out and running on your your regular road. So I think that's a huge tip because honestly, like even. I was really shocked that I didn't because I went in thinking that I was going to listen. Um, but I didn't because of that reason, just because I really wanted to be aware of, like you said, because it did get into those narrow areas. And the last thing I wanted to do is block the area and not allow someone to either pass or get startled and roll an ankle. Cause that's how stuff happens too, especially towards the end when your legs oh, yeah. are tired. Yep. So um, I totally think that's like a really good tip for anybody that is brand new to a trail run or leave in one ear and mm-hmm. have one out because um, if you're super zoned in yourself, <laughs> that's, that's a little, gotta know what's going on. And, and you just, you gotta, it's, you take in more of the scenery that way. I think too, is you oh, understand sure. it and you can see it. And like, totally. that's what I love about trail running. It's just like, you're out in nature and just you let nature kind of take your mind off of everything versus the no, the noise of the cars and city buildings and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, so we get you started. How far into the race does adrenaline kind of wear off and you get to that point? Like, okay, we are in this. I am, I got, I have to finish. <laughs> where's, where's your, where's your mindset kind of shift over to, all right, let's just finish this deep goddamn thing and get out of here. <laughs> so I think I was all smiles and all good first aid station solid, but Jessica, damn, she's a, Jessica is a savage. I was like, dude, what, how are you? She was, she was just trucking along and the elevation, not tripping, nothing. Like she was so I was so blown away. I mean, obviously Hector, because I mean, he's done Moab and, Mm -hmm. you know, but Jessica, I was just like, okay, this is wild. But she took us straight off the gate. We were running at like an eight minute mile for the first, I think, like, I want to say that I think the first like five or six. And then Hector was like, bro, like take us down because you're basically going to kill Matt. Like I was like, yeah, bring us down a notch because I'm going to die by mile like 10. So I think by mile, definitely by mile 15, for sure that I was like, oh, we're in this. Like, oh, no turning turning back now. There's no, totally. (laughs) There's no, like, there's no turning back. There's, uh, this is really happening as we kept going. So how the race worked is you basically end up at the, which is really a mind fuck. You Mm. You basically end up at the start, right? And then you have to go and complete another 13.1. So you have a, yeah. another half mile. So basically you come back to where you start. So you're thinking that like, oh, yay, but totally not yay. Yeah. I was, I was at that point, I'm like, how do I have a half a mile left? Like how? This is insane. And that's where I really was like, no. <laughs> oh. And that was, I think, our longest probably break to obviously Hector and, and Jess, they had their, their kids. And then my husband and Kellen, who is the GM for rain 
he was there too because they had they support their rain shout out to rain because like they support me with all my crazy ideas too so they had a pop-up there they went to try to find us at an aid station but like they ended up kept like getting lost to the other aid station so anyways as i'm running in thank you for my rain family because they were there to like <laughs> say you got this you got this you're be okay you got this you know gave me some sips of rain we're like you're killing it when i totally wasn't killing it so kind of feed well me. a little white lie every now and then is fine that's <laughs> yeah totally so um thank goodness for them because kellen and jonathan were out on the trail trying to find like i guess the aid station previous but they because they shut certain areas down so basically they by the time they got to the aid station like we were already gone or something so it, it was nice to have the rain team there to kind of give me that little boost because jonathan's really good is my husband he's really good at being like suck it up get it done like get it the fuck done because he knows how i am so if i were to like say i were to quit right because it started to like my legs were kind of hurting at that point i wouldn't i would have kept i would be talking about never finishing that race probably forever mm-hmm. so instead he's basically gonna like slap me twice and say get on your way right <laughs> that that moment when i had 13.1 miles left struggle bus for sure where i was like feeling it in my <laughs> legs and my knees and my ankles because i was just not my body was so not used to and then every time we would come to a downhill i'm like son of a because going downhill for me was I'd rather go uphill. Downhill is brutal for my for my knees. And Jessica, so funny. So we hit, so we're on our way. The last like 13.1. We hit our aid station. We probably now have like 10 more miles than us to go. Now she wants to start talking to me about stuff that I have coming up, stuff, projects and stuff. <laughs> trying to I'm take like, your mind off of it pretty much is what she's trying to right, do. Right, which is like super sweet. But at the same time, I'm like... <laughs> Girl, no, like I can't even talk to you about anything. I'm going right foot, left foot. We're going like, this is where we're at. I'm staying in here, but she was not suffering at all. So she was okay to have a conversation, didn't care. Um, But me on the other hand, if I'm like dying, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to just like, you know, and Hector was really good. He's like, sometimes when people enter the pain cave, they want to talk to really like, like get their mind. And then some people... They don't want to talk at all. So you just let me know which one you are and we got to you. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not the top. I'm not, I'm chatty Kathy any other time, but in that moment, I'm totally not. Cause I'm just like sucking it up. And like, I'm having this inner dialogue with myself pretty much is what's happening. And uh, the two are just going back and forth, having the conversation in my own head. So that was, that was funny. Cause finally she basically was like, Oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting to the finish line, you get the last, you know, half mile in or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of get, obviously your adrenaline kind of kicks back up yeah. as you finish out, like go take me through the, like some of your emotions of, of finishing this thing and crossing that finish line. So it was really cool because so the last, the last leg was like last, I think four, four miles, I think was the last like little, little stint that we had to do. And we basically ran the whole four and Jessica, Hector, me leading up like the back end. And as I'm running in like the last mile, probably like the last two or one, even after the whole realizing it wasn't finished, then it wasn't the finish. Then it wasn't the finish. Then it was which, which, by the way, trail race directors like to fuck people up like that. Like we completely take full advantage of of how the trails are set up. So, oh, I, <laughs> I do not, I do not doubt it. Um, 
And I totally remember this feeling of like, damn, I'm I'm doing it. And like my brother lives in Arizona. So him and my nephews and sister-in-law were at the finish line as well. And after I finished, so before I get to that, because that was like really, really cool too. It's like we're running and tears were coming out. Like Jessica, uh, this is the first time I'm actually telling it publicly, but Jessica and Hector obviously didn't see me because you know i'm a tough i'm a tough girl um <laughs> but i'm really not i'm really a softy they were ahead of me and i like kind of started little like tears of like not um it was just like a multiple of emotions of like i set my mind to something i did it or i'm gonna i'm about to do it because I'm, I'm so close now that i'm gonna finish and i'm in pain like my body hurts but not bad enough for me to like quit and also crying like you're such an idiot like why do you do this to yourself like what are you like what what do you have to prove i think so it was kind of like a mixture of all of those things um and then i even asked jessica when we were on the run i was like am i gonna cry at the finish line like is it emotional like how is it she's like i always tell myself that i think that i am because i want it to be this emotional thing when you cross the line and then she has two kids. So then she sees her kids and it's like this emotional thing. She's like, I never do. It, oh, I always want it to be. And then it doesn't. So when I crossed the line, I thought that I was going to be like that too. And I, I totally wasn't. I was like just happy. I saw my, my Jonathan, my brother and, and sister-in-law and kids and then Hector, his family, and then Jessica and her family. And it was just happy. It was just like a really happy accomplishment. And then also something like clicked in my head where I was like, I could do 50 miles. Um, right away (laughs) right away it was so wild because my body did hurt and this is where i'm like really shocked so my husband warned me that i was probably gonna be like really banged up that night and the next day so once we finished the race we went back to the hotel showered and then all of us hector jess my my brother his family her family and um my husband we went we went out to eat And then the next day is when we drove home. So the next day is when I was kind of like limping a little bit, like super sore. And then by, so that was Sunday, Tuesday, I was getting, I was getting a workout in. And that's when my husband was like, dude, you're cuckoo. Like you are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Let's do it again. Come on. (laughs) Let's do it again. That's kind of where we are now. This weekend, actually, me and Jessica are going to go hike the Grand Canyon and do rim to rim. Oh, that's a, that is an unbelievable trail right there. That's you've done it. I have, I've done it. It's been years and years ago. Oh my God. Okay. I would, I would love to do it. And I've had friends that have done rim to rim to rim. Whoa. I hear that's so that's insane. I've never had a chance to do that. And I would love to have that, like do it. Yeah. But it was years ago that I did rim to rim. And when I was living in Boulder, um, some friends of ours uh, and I went down there and did that. But amazing, amazing time. You're going to love it. So what is what's next as far as their ultra, you know, getting back into racing? What do you have anything planned right now? Me and Jessica both are on the wait list for I said the Red Rock Canyon. So we'll do another 50K because I want to do another 50K, have it under my belt before Mm -hmm. I attempt the 50 miler because. I'm not that crazy. (laughs) I should do another one to just like Mm -hmm. see how that goes. See, see how I feel, but hopefully fingers crossed, you know, we get into that race, but then now me doing this podcast, you can let me know about your races and what, the next one, which one? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I tell the Wolfpack all the time. I said, if you guys ever want a good, good training run, you know, we come on and do one of our races. We, we always focus on half marathon and below. 
right? Okay. So half marathon, 10K, 5K. And I learned really fast when I started the series, uh, both in, in Colorado and here in San Diego, that there's a lot of people that want to get into the sport. There's a lot of people that yeah. are itching to get away from the road races and yeah. start trying the trails. And yeah. I looked at it as, well, this is a, an opportunity for people to just get out there and experience totally. a, shor- a shorter distance, right? And yeah. I say half marathon, a shorter distance, but that's the truth uh, when it comes to trail running is more people are trying to do ultras and hundred miles yeah. and, and the 200 uh, races are now coming into uh, a big, big part of the sport, but not everybody can jump right in for five sure. weeks, five weeks for making that decision and want to do a 50 K, right? So yeah. Um, we've, we've always focused on the half marathon, uh, and below, and we've started to dabble in the, the 50 K realm. We've got one 50 K race out in Colorado, um, up in snow mountain ranch, which is like YMCA of the Rockies. It's gorgeous. 360 degrees, uh, visuals of mountains and lakes and it's, it's gorgeous. And we do it during the, during September when it's changing colors. So you get. Beautiful. Just these epic views of the trees. And I, I tell people every like one year we ended up with a dusting, like snow dusted. And so on the trail, it was all white. And above, mm-hmm. as you go through this tunnel of tr- uh, trees, it's like gold up on top. So I had this really cool vibe of, you know, this like the first, I don't know, I'd say 25 to 50 people saw it because yeah. after, after that, it all melts out. But and then we're also looking to, to do our first 50K here in San Diego, uh, hopefully. 2021, Um, depending on how everything starts to play out. I think uh, with California reopening here soon, we should Mm -hmm. be able to do our races and and get stuff going. But we do everything here in San Diego, October to to March. And it's been kind of a goal to do our uh, Carmel Valley race, which is always our first event of the year. Mm -hmm. And I truly consider that it's been told by many people that it's the hardest 5K that you're ever going to do. And I say 5K because when you're doing a 5K, you're used to just, you know, flat, easy. Totally. Our course there, if anybody who's listening is not familiar with it, it's literally hill after hill after hill. Like yeah. within the first quarter mile, you've already got three hills that are at a, anywhere from a 10 to 15% grade that you, that you have to do, right? Before you even get to the single track to go downhill. Yeah, that's... Ugly. And then... It, at the as you got it as you come back at the 5k you have to do those same three to finish mm. so you're you're getting that, 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 that that takes up half of your course for a 5k already yeah so then the 10k has to do it the 15k has to do it and then this year there's a there's a hill that they call puke hill out there and in, in that and gonzalez canyon and it literally must be a i think it, at parts of it it gets to be 17 18 percent i mean it's it's steep and it's easily uh, just over a quarter mile long. And wow. so this year, if we are able to do the 50K, it'll be three loops of 10 miles each. And the 50Kers will have to do that hill three times before they go on to their next loop or before they finish. Yeah. So it's it's a killer course. Um, and so that's kind of our hope is we were able to get that one in as a, as a yeah. longer distance race. But and I say this time and time again, but I, I love working in the trail community. It's as you've, as you've seen it now, I mean, it's, it's competitive, yes, but it's also totally a, so much camaraderie. Like so everybody, much. everybody wants to cheer you on. They want to help out where they can. You know, if if they see you on the trail and you're struggling a little bit, they'll you know they'll stop and and help out if they need to. They'll you know there's everybody's you know and Hector and Jessica are really good examples of of that. I mean, Hector's always wanting to go out and help 
help somebody out, help, help train, you know, yeah. he's always offering to do that. And that's really what the community is all about. And it's great that you've had a chance to experience that now. And cause it just gets better and better the more you do it. So I think that's why uh, I like, I, I, that's why I say I got the bug because obviously with everything else, like training and, and doing the races yeah. and it being beautiful and it, it just being so just good for you for multiple mentally, yeah. physically and all those things. But the community I really, really love. And like, yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm this outsider that kind of just like came in here <laughs> a little bit and uh, everyone that I've either encountered or saw on the, on the trail or on race day, super awesome. Like literally this lady was like clapping for me. Like she had seen me and she's like, Oh my God. Yay. This is your first one. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what and it's all about. It was like, that was to me, that's what it's all about. Like, I love that. I think that's what makes like the ultra community super special. I, yeah, I'm glad you got the bug for it and that it's, it's awesome to hear that. And I, yeah. I hope that, uh, Red Rock is able to happen. You're able to get into it. And I think, I think we're, you know, it sucks. California is behind the game, you know, yeah. when it comes to all the other States, but it's definitely opening up. We won't have this issue of will it or won't it happen. Totally. Right. Because of everything. And, and it's definitely going to change, you know, as far as what the events look like, but trail races are probably some of the, probably the funnest events that I've ever had an opportunity to be around. I you bet. Know? And it's just like that grassroots. And I, I was actually, uh, I was telling the story the other day to somebody that was looking at doing some trail races that they did, you know, they do like the big, you know, rock and roll marathons and yeah. Boston marathon and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, they like, well, I'm really scared to do it because it, it, doesn't really have that vibe at the finish line and, or it feels like it's just a low, like a low budget. He called it low budget. That's, that's where it came from. And I was like, wow. low budget. I'm like, this is like trail running is grassroots, man. Like it's, this is what the sport is all about. It's not about the bells and whistles. Yes. It's great if you have some of those things, but it's, it's not about that. It's about the grassroots feel. It's about people cheering, you know, everyone on. One of the things that I love is I get the chance to say hello to almost every single runner that either starts yeah. the race or finishes it. Totally. And it, and it, it makes the experience so much better for, for runners when, yeah. when you have the opportunity. Right. And I always felt not, and not to say anything bad about road races, but I feel like road races, sometimes people just become a number and that's it. That's it. It's just because there's too many people. Ooh, yeah. And you just don't get a chance to do that. So, um, well, hey, I, that's all I have for for the trail running. I do want to talk really quick, and I wouldn't be a good interview if I didn't didn't yeah. talk about this really fast because okay. um, you're you got a new TV show out. I do Paradise City. It's on yes. Amazon. Yes, it is. And as I mentioned to you before we started, I had a chance to binge the show. Awesome. And it was amazing. Thank so you. I, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit because yeah. what I what I realized after I watched the show is that it's actually a, a direct sequel to American Satan. Is yeah. that right? Yes. A cult, a cult movie. Yep. So, yes. so, and I actually had to go back and watch yeah. American Satan. So I could kind of get some of the references. So sure. tell me, fill me in a little bit more about, fill our listeners in yeah. um, a little bit more about the show and, and what it's oh, all about and stuff. For sure. And before I do, I actually, a good comparison, because you asked me about WWE and trail running, right? So mm -hmm. what I have to say, because I've gotten asked before, which is harder, because each is extremely hard. Live audience, going, yeah. stepping out there, having the adrenaline. Um, I live for all of that. But 
doing the trail run, you're signing up like WWE. That's your, that's your job. You're a professional. You're an athlete. You're going out mm-hmm. there to form and you have all of the bells and the whistles in the sense of the audience. If you're not feeling good, that alone can get you through a trail run. You're signing up there on your own time to go out there to do it. You don't have the bells and the whistles and all these people like either cheering for you, clapping for you, doing whatever to like give you that extra oomph. You got to figure it out and find that extra oomph to like get to the finish line. So that's why I think like the trail is a little bit more, uh, more difficult when it comes to completing the race. Cause they're sad. Oh, like all, like all ultra <laughs> racers are, are savages, but yeah. jumping into paradise city. Yes. On Amazon. Um, it just dropped a week and a half ago. Uh, the I'm super, super lucky to be a part of this cast. It's sick. You have uh, rest in peace to Cameron Boyce, who was phenomenal in it. Yeah. Um, he, is he, was, he was amazing. Yeah, he was amazing. Like he's such a beautiful kid, too. Um, it's such a tragedy that he uh, left us so soon just because of his his illness. And then you have the Sons of Anarchy. If you're a fan of Sons, you have Drea DeMatteo. You have um Mark Boone Jr., you have Ryan Hurst, like you have the cast is bananas. And then I play opposite of Bella Thorne. I'm her girlfriend. And if you watch the show soon to, to be manager, but it's all but basically about about a band trying to make it into L.A. and, and kind of constantly dealing with the the angel and the devil. Which one are you going to sell your soul or, or, or are you not? Are you going to shake hands with the devil or are you are you not? You know, and it's kind of. I like it because I don't think there's anything out there on TV right now like it, but it also is kind of going back on to trail running. You know, you have your inner dialogue, not only for me on the trail, I have that constantly every single day about anything that I do. You have, I'm, I call her Nadine and she tries to take me out every day because she doesn't want me to work out. She doesn't want me to, I have Spanish class actually right after this. And she doesn't want me to do any of those things. She would much prefer <laughs> not to do any of the the extra little <laughs> things that kind of, that, that feel you. So this show is kind of like that, you know, you, you, you see those inner kind of demons trying to take over certain people, especially when it's trying to advance your career or even your, your relationships or, or, friendships partnerships anything like that and it gets it gets messy in my character i call her shady jade (laughs) so i'm hoping that uh you know we get a season two see a lot more of shady jade (laughs) i hope so it was too good of a cliffhanger to at the finish to to leave it just as that you know so um and i will say i i like i said i i went and saw the movie post watching the show so mm-hmm. don't feel like you have to watch the movie to oh, totally. what's going on right it's it, it's its own it's its own little yeah. you know setting but the movie just kind of helps you understand the little ins and outs and the dialogue of some of the band members and sure. also what's going on so but yeah it's on amazon and it, you can stream it now so yep. anyway nat thanks so much for absolutely for joining me today i really appreciate it and it's been fun so for sure thank you so much for having me i really yeah. really appreciate it it's really cool yeah, See, well, once again, like it makes, I'm on a ultra podcast, like the community is exactly. amazing. Yep. So I really appreciate <laughs> I really appreciate it big time. All right. Well, hopefully I'll see you out on the trails. Yes. Either, either one of my races or at least yep. a, a local race here is real soon then. For sure. All right. 
right, that'll do it for this episode of the Trail Life Podcast. Special thanks to Natalie Eva Marie for joining me today and sharing a few laughs and stories. If you want to check out her new TV show, it is called Paradise City, and it streams now on Amazon Video. If you'd like to follow her on on social media, just follow at Natalie Eva Marie. All right, everyone. Thanks again. We'll see you out on the trails real soon. Mm -hmm.